stock market's up 400 some points, just like the last Bye. time we had a big announcement about a, a COVID vaccine. They've got one coming out that's 95% effective. Sorry, Pfizer. And you're, did you even try with your 90% effective? It was more than 90. Ugh, a little. We will, we will need both of their vaccines and possibly one or two more companies. Dump to... yours in the ocean, fight. Nice try. Oh, wow. Embarrassing. Back wow. to the drawing board. I guess so. Oh. Why don't you get some real scientists? This is alternative universe stuff, but if all this news came out on yeah, good point. October the 15th, good point. does that change the election? I don't know, but the fact that the first big announcement came out Five days? Six right. days after the election? Yep. And then yep. another six days later, you got this? Yeah. Boy, if both of these had happened, stock market does what it did, and you only need to move the needle by a percent or two in a couple places. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's something. I heard, uh, <clears throat> we were going to try to avoid the T word today, but uh, I was listening to, um, what was it? Oh, the horrific CNN. <laughs> the horrific CNN. <laughs> and they had uh, a, a, a governor lady, used to be the governor of Kansas, a woman, Democrat. I can't remember her name. There are too many politicians, and I don't care. Um, I suppose I should probably should know these people's names, but eh. eh. Uh, but anyway, she was uh, she was doing the Democratic Party line about how, and, and the president, the administration has done nothing. They have said, we don't want any role in this, which is an idiotic, bold-faced, and shameless lie. Could they have done better? Absolutely. But this Operation Warp Speed, getting all the ventilators distributed, the PPE, massive mobilization of the military, the ships off the coasts waiting for patients, just massive effort by the federal government. And to say that was nothing just tells you how awful and stupid politics are. Mm. I can barely even stand a look at it. Anyway. Pulled up a list of Kansas governors. Yeah. Some of the late 1800 people had amazing facial hair. Talk, just oh, oh, pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really the heyday of the extreme sideburn, the enormous beard. Like I mean, these, if you got an enormous beard right now, you can't win office, which is crazy. Like these mustaches that cover the mouth. Like no beard, but just a just an an awning oh, of a mustache. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really impressive. You know what you are? You're inscrutable. Nobody has any idea what you're up to if your mouth is covered. You can be chewing gum under there, or sticking your tongue out, or whistling Dixie, <laughs> mouth nobody, breathing. Nobody knows. <sighs> nobody knows. I'm trying they to just, cut uh, my beard. Yes, and force me to. Oh, eat so the stock market is wanton cruelty is up again because this new drug was announced that uh, might be 95 percent effective, and we got a couple of them out there, and this is all good news and. Dr. Fauci said on CNN yesterday he thinks we're going to be back to normal more or less by April, which seems extra optimistic to me, but we'll see. You got uh, a couple of fun facts about old Joe Biden's uh, COVID advisors. First, you got Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, brother of Rahm Emanuel. He's one of the 10 advisory board members. We're reminded by uh, Dick from Pennsylvania that in 2014... He wrote an article in The Atlantic. I need to sneeze. Pardon me. I'll be back in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Getty. There you go. Oh, kazoon tight. Mm, thank you. Coronavirus! Hey, now. Oh, my God. It's everywhere now. <laughs> Why don't you give me four tests and two of them will be positive and two negative? <laughs> so, anyway, old Zeke Emanuel in 2014 in The Atlantic said he wants to die at age 75. And other people should, too, because people after that age, and I'm quoting, become feeble, ineffectual, even pathetic. He said this in 2014, age 75, you might as well die. Joe Biden is 77. 
which is fairly hilarious. Thank you, Dick, from Pennsylvania. And another one of his advisors is this Michael Osterholm, who's um, been making the rounds, pushing fear and hysteria. Um, And what's interesting about him is he wildly overpredicted the number of deaths and hospitalizations, but then he strongly advocated against lockdowns. Acknowledging the virus burns out with herd immunity, advocated for keeping schools open, argued for the exact approach the top scientists of the Great Barrington Declaration have been saying. And um, I have a long quote here from the WAPO, um, and thank you, Thomas, for uh, for sending this along. But then in the summer, he did a complete 180. And during the summer, he said, Europe did it right. They controlled the virus, the virus with their lockdowns. We need more of that in the U.S., what about so? But how do you explain now, though? Is the problem? He will. He'll do another one eighty. This guy's a crank. He's a crackpot. Doctor Ezekiel Emanuel has been in favor of some crazy, extreme policies too. I can't remember all of them, but yeah, wow, this is not a good sign. You got these two guys on the uh, COVID board. Yeah, well, the Wall Street Journal warned us last week that hey, take a look at Biden's COVID team. Right, they're a very shut downy team. Yeah. Hey, we got this text. We're talking a little bit about school. So about 40% of students are doing complete online schooling. USA Today asks the question. Let me read it because it was hilarious. Would struggling kids do better in classrooms? Yes. How could that possibly be our media? Anyway. So stupid. Well, they are part of their own bubble. So they think this is an innovative and, and like really insightful question. And it's working. How do you? Well, you must not have kids. Most of the people writing these stories don't have kids. Um, 100% distance learning, said this texter. We struggle to get our 15-year-old out of bed. Today, he gets to go to school, Monday and Tuesday. We said time to get up. He was up in seconds, smiling and dressed and ready to go. Yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, no. No. God, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, meanwhile, we were talking about how this has caused... Did you have a specific number? It's just tens of thousands of kids are leaving public schools. Uh, I just had New York where 30,000 kids. Let me look that up to make sure I got the number right here. Pretty sure I do. Well, if that's the case, um, it's got to be hundreds of thousands nationwide. Oh, yeah. Uh, New York City schools have lost 31,000 students this year out of their enrollment. I'm sorry, New York City schools? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 31,000. It's got to be uh, millions of kids nationwide. Uh, and that's just that's in the public school, and they uh, believe that those kids are going to homeschool or uh, private schools. Well, the largest city Which in America, is what I did. Uh, largest city in America with a Republican governor, uh, I'm sorry, mayor, um, until the recent election, San Diego. The San Diego Unified School Board is replacing in-school suspensions with alternative to suspension programs, requires that schools exhaust so-called restorative interventions before suspending a student out of school. We have heard from how many teachers, I don't even know, saying, guys, this stuff's a joke. It doesn't work. It's feel-good unicornian policy. So you got the new discipline policy, which I'll tell you more about, two weeks after the new sweeping changes to the grading practice, where it eliminated need to turn anything in on time, and students can redo assignments, learn from their mistakes, etc. Again, some of it sounds pretty good. Some of it is terrible. Um, but you cannot suspend a student across all grade levels even if they're practically an adult, for willful defiance. 
Teacher says, open your books. You say, F you. Or uh, they ask you a question. You say, shut up. Or the, you, you know, cannot be suspended. Even if it's I don't want to. Right. Or ignore you. Right. Yeah. Advocates say willful defiance is a subjective rationale for discipline that has helped fuel discriminatory discipline of black and Latino students. California prohibits willful defiance suspensions. Yeah, I noticed that when that started last year, whenever that started, that was a noticeable change in your public schools. Oof. And listen to this rationale. How would you be a teacher? The changes are meant to address wide racial disparities that exist in discipline and grading. For example, African Americans made up 8% of the San Diego uh, school body, uh, student body, two years ago, but 18% of suspended students. 18% is still not even a fifth. Granted, it's disproportional, but Latinos made up 44% of students, Jack, but a shocking 53% of suspended students. So slightly higher? Even if you think that that is on its face a problem, which I don't. Right. But even if you think, well, then that's got to be fixed. Why would you think not disciplining all kids is the answer? Right. Here's a question for you, and a question nobody's asking, and nobody has the guts to ask. What percentage of the kids in those two ethnic groups do not have a father in the home? Mm. Do you want to cure the the actual problem, or do you just want to slap a Band-Aid over a gaping wound? How many of these boys, because it's mostly boys getting suspended, not entirely, don't have a father in the home, or mom's a junkie, or what have you. It's a tragedy. Any kid who grows up without a good, strong, loving, intact family, I don't blame that kid. And I'm not saying these are bad kids, because maybe they're not bad kids. But why are we addressing the symptom and not the the disease? And I hate to call it a disease, but it's a, it's a terrible thing for a kid. Um, I just... You are never going to cure a problem unless you can identify the problem. And then one way you keep the numbers consistent if you're uh, running up against reality is what they did in Washington, where they've now, uh, somebody tweeted this out, Asian kids officially kicked out of the students of color category by Washington School District. Yeah, nice. So they show students of color, and it's got white slash Asian students and then students of color um, as two separate categories. So Do they Asian break out kids, so-called white Hispanic people, too? I don't know, but um, the idea being the Asian kids are doing really well. That ruins the whole your racist against minorities thing. White supremacy! In fact, the Asian kids are often doing better than the white kids, so you lump those Lazy, together. lazy white kids. Uh, seems pretty obvious to me. But. Oh, sure, of course it is. Of course it is. If the evidence doesn't bear out your conclusion, you change the evidence. Just manufacture new evidence. It's so obvious, and I think people are starting to wake up to it. I think they are. I hope they are. Is it part of it that I've got a... a, a, I don't have an ideological bubble because I subject myself to all sorts of media. But, um, no, I have hope. I have a little hope. Um, What is Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? we got to realize we're on a bunch of radio stations we weren't on a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we have new listeners that uh, haven't heard us do this before. We need to explain that fantastic charity to you, because this week we're going to try to raise a half million dollars. Only once a year we ask you for money. Uh, we, we try really hard to stick to that. Um, and But when we do, we expect to raise a heck of a lot of money, and we have in years past, like ridiculous amounts for uh, for one radio show. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to raise a half million dollars this week alone. 
Um, we'll tell you what Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is. If you want to donate, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've made it real easy, armstrongandgetty.com. I got a couple of sports notes for you. The NCAA basketball tournament, they've got a plan to try to pull it off this year. Kansas won last year, by the way. Um, also, the NBA and uh, and a couple other things, uh, COVID-related. But um, we're raising money this week for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We're going to try to raise a, half a, raise, raise a half a million dollars this week. Um, it's an amazing organization. I mean, when these guys come back from the battlefield, often injured, traumatic brain injury, missing limbs, uh, PTSD, whatever, uh, and they're medically discharged, uh, just and the government says, yeah, we'll get you your paperwork in six, seven, eight months, and a lot of them don't know what to do or where to go. Or um, some of them, while they're still in the naval hospital, from all over the country, Christmas time comes, and they're sitting there alone in the room. Well, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, one of the incredible things they do is they fly them home to be with their family for Christmas. Oh, yeah, and we've heard the stories from some of these guys about what a difference that made for them and for their mom and dad and brothers and sisters and everybody else. Yeah, some young man, he's had 23 surgeries. He's looking forward to a bunch, and he's feeling like giving up. Then he goes home to spend time with mom and dad and brother and sister, whatever. It's just incredibly healing. How about your son's in a hospital half a country away, wounded, but you you can't afford to bring him home or get everybody together or whatever? Yeah. Well, we're going to buy him a plane ticket and make sure they're there. We're going to help send our heroes home for the holidays by raising money. We're trying to raise a half a million dollars this week. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. You'll be hearing more about Warrior Foundation Freedom Station all week long. But if you go to armstrongandgetty.com, you can click, and um, it's very easy to donate. Let's do a quick total. Gladys, if you could hit the drum roll. Your drum rolls have been exemplary today. Nice. The very drum roll she used is the uh, the men charged the Kaiser's soldiers <laughs> there in World War One. Fifty one thousand eight hundred seventy dollars, Jack. At, at, at the moment, getting guys better prosthetics, better wheelchairs, a place to live while they transition to c- civilian life. Four star charity, according to Charity Navigator. Hundred percent score in in. Uh, and transparency and responsibility. It's just a model charity helping our heroes when they need it the most. Go to armstrongandgetty.com and give as generously as you can. So the COVID is hit. It, it's Monday. It's a little early. Is it yeah. too early for the, where my, uh, you know what? Where my whales be at? Well, we got to have Michael get his <laughs> whale sound ready for that. <laughs> where my whales be at? I think I wasn't sitting on this since last Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> You got to, this country's been good to you and $1,000 means nothing to you? 5000 10000 Go to armstrongandgetty.com and give it to our heroes. So, there's my whales. The uh, the COVID hit in about March, right when the NCAA basketball tournament was to start to happen. That oh, was the, I remember. That was the first thing that got everybody's attention, right? When they canceled that, it was like, holy crap. What? I didn't even know that was possible. Well, so the NCAA is going to announce some sort of plan today to host all 68 teams in Indianapolis, apparently doing some sort of, I don't know if they're going to do a bubble or just eliminate travel or whatever, but instead of having sites all across the country, have every team in Indianapolis to try to pull off the tournament this year. We'll see. I don't know if that'll work. Um, Well, at least they're trying. 
And you had there, the Masters in November, and it was good to have it. And you don't, I, you don't have to be a hardcore sports fan to, to find this interesting, I don't think. Um, uh, so there's a big trade being rumored that James Harden, you know, maybe the second base player in the NBA, leaving Houston, going to New York. To, Best beard in the NBA. <laughs> to play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for the New Jersey Nets. And so you'd have three Hall of Fame players on one team, and it would be something. James Harden, who's, and this is not a joke, his jersey is in the Raptors of is in the rafters of a Houston area strip club. Wow, <laughs> they have retired his jersey at a strip club. Wow, wow. But so anyway, the only thing I the reason I brought this up is I've always wondered why this hasn't happened, and it may happen now. You got this billionaire dude who owns the New Jersey Nets. I've always wondered why somebody who has unlimited money just doesn't decide. I'm going to buy all the best players. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what the luxury tax is. I'm just going to spend that. It never has happened. This might be the first time it happens where a guy just says, I don't care. Luxury mm. tax, if you have that many players over the cap, I don't care how far I am over the cap. Right. I got billions of dollars. It makes no difference to me. Wow. So we'll see if the guy can actually buy a championship. And whether, yeah, because that doesn't always work. No. You can try it. Yeah. With the new Biden tax policies coming by, maybe I can afford to lose some money, drop down a tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, that'll be kind of exciting. Yep. And then it's just every billionaire for himself trying to win a sports championship oh, from here exciting. on. Exciting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Major news in the race for a COVID-19 vaccine. Drug giant Moderna announcing mm. their vaccine trials show that it is nearly 95% effective. Joining Pfizer as a leader in the push to end this pandemic. That's good. Sorry, Pfizer. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, now you got a company with an even more effective, they claim, vaccine that is uh, going to be out. And these vaccines are going to start being handed out to people n- in a couple of weeks in December. Uh, 20 million Americans in December, and then another 25 to 30 million every month after that, which is really quite amazing. So maybe you go to the doctor, you say, give me that good Moderna vaccine. They say, sorry, we're out of it. We got the Pfizer. It's like that decision where they say, sorry, we're out of the uh, the roast beef. But, uh, oh, my God. But you might enjoy the uh, the chicken parmesan. You're thinking, hmm, do I want to go somewhere else to get beef, or do I settle for the chicken? Um, it's going to be like that. You might have to take the Pfizer. Uh, sure, it's very nice. They worked very hard on it. I'm thinking a healthy guy like me that's not a first responder, although I am a talk, I am a minor celebrity. I don't know where that puts you on the list. True enough. Um, but uh, So we're not going to be able to get shots for quite some time, right? No point in rolling up my sleeves just yet. I don't think so. The stock market is going uh, skyrocket high because of the good news, because this might this might actually be behind us. In a Soon. couple of months. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't Depending even... how many people take the dang thing, though, a lot of folks are hesitant. They think, yeah, thanks for rushing this thing into production, maybe a little too fast. Well, that's where we're going to get into the insurance companies are going to say, with the government's backing, don't take it if you don't want, but if you get sick, we're not paying for any of your medical bills. There's a new carve-out in your policy that the government permitted. Yeah, that, that, uh, that'd be rough. People will get pissed off about that. I get it. Um, but, yeah, that'll be an issue. Oh, you're really risking it if you don't get the shot and you get it and you end up with a big hospital bill. You end up in the ICU, you're ruined. 
I mean, unless oh, yeah. you have he, millions of dollars yeah. in the bank. Unless you're quite wealthy, you would be bankrupted. Yeah, yeah. Not good. So, hey, during these partisan, partisan times, a couple of things for you. Number one, we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, an incredible uh, organization, charity, if you will, that uh, supports our, our guys when they need it the most. Four-star charity navigator charity. It's just fabulous. Go to armstrongandyeti.com. And speaking of military men, Mark Milley, the general, is the uh, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And uh, during these times of crazy-ass partisanship, he reminds us that... CAP, we're calling it. The country is Different not... Different than WAP. The, <laughs> very different. The country is not the politicians. And the country is not the government. The country is a bunch of us who... Uh, either swear formally or informally uh, an oath to the Constitution of the United States and its people. And that's worth remembering. Here's the general. And their unrelenting devotion to the Constitution of the United States, the moral North Star for all of us in uniform, it is that document that gives purpose to our service. It is that document that gives purpose to this museum. And we in uniform are willing to die to pass it on to the next generation. In it are the ideas and the values that make up this experiment called the United States of America. And the motto of the United States Army for over 200 years, since 14 June 1775, the motto has been, this we will defend, and that this refers to the Constitution and to protect the liberty of the American people. You see, we are unique among armies. We are unique among militaries. We do not take an oath to a king or a queen, a tyrant or a dictator. We do not take an oath to an individual. No, we do not take an oath to a country, a tribe, or religion. We take an oath to the Constitution. And every soldier that is represented in this museum, every sailor, airman, marine, coast guardsman, each of us will protect and defend that document regardless of personal price. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Yep. It's a good reminder. You don't hear that said very often, that we're not being, um, you know, servants to the country or the land. Or the people. It's the Constitution. Mm-hmm. All those things go with the Constitution. Sure. Doesn't matter where you're from or what you look like, though. As long as you're down with the, the Constitution and our liberties, the rest of it, you're you're our countrymen. It's great. It's cool. It's amazing. I read... Wh- there are those who would tear it apart. I read way too much of a long article about nationalism last night. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Some people are really concerned about this growing nationalism, and I still can't quite... Get a, get a handle on what their definition is of that, because other people are fine with that as a term. Sure. Well, there's uh, to and me you, there's good healthy nationalism and more and there's or less unhealthy. Yeah, and more or less use it interchangeably with the patriotism or anything else like that. They're similar, but but the people that are bothered by that term uh, say it gets away from the idea of what we're all fighting for is preserving the Constitution. Not a particular ethnicity, religion, landmass, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Well, this is why we need to teach civics in school. 
a little less uh, uh, critical race theory and a little more critical constitutional studies. Every kid in America ought to understand that when, you know, and uh, you know what, I'm not going to name any particular politician. But when a politician says, you know, the Constitution should be a living document, we should be able to change it. I think every school kid in America should say, oh, I get it. The Constitution exists to limit the government's power. Mm. You have power and you want to change it. I'm on to you. I would that would make me a happy man. So they broke up an actual fight club in New York. Similar to what you saw in the movie. Kinda. Yeah. Two hundred attendees drinking, smoking in a warehouse, not not socially distancing or wearing masks. No so, my. Uh we're participating in fighting. Yeah, it's unsanctioned boxing, really. Rumble in the Bronx. Ten organizers were arrested. Multiple charges. Did you ever go to any of those tough guy competitions? You ever been to one of those, Sean? I've, s- I've seen videos of them. I never attended one in person. Oh, like in a bar? Yeah. They so set up a ring? I went to a bar in Wichita, Kansas, where they're having a... I don't know if it was called Tough Guy. It might have had a different name. There's different names. Well, oh, you know what? I went with you at least once. I'd forgotten that. It's like where Butterbean got his fame, right? He was kind of the king of the, uh, the whatever these Fame competitions such were. as it is yes, or yes. was. The one I remember going to was uh, anybody could box it wanted to. You could sign up and um, you wore like gloves and trunks like a real boxing match and had a square. Um, but anybody could do it. Yeah. I don't know if there was any weight categories or not. I don't actually remember. I remember one big old boy got winded pretty quick. <laughs> he was a pretty strong looking guy, but he was a fat boy. Yeah, man, he was breathing hard. Endurance is the uh, underappreciated aspect of a lot of sports. Oh, yeah. yeah, you, oh, yeah. you usually ended up with two guys that like fighting and see themselves as, as quite tough, and I'm sure they are, were, uh, but they get they just swing like crazy and then are very tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you also see some people get the heck beaten out of them. I mean, they volunteered. I still do not like it. enjoy watching someone getting punched in the face that much. Right. It was a vehicle for a very easy skill discrepancy. Somebody oh. with even just a little bit of boxing training could absolutely just dance circles around, you know, your your bar tough guy guy who's yeah, actually come with... in swinging wildly with yeah. both hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one that sticks out in my mind, I, weirdly, is uh, the the guy got injured very quickly. Just, like, super fit, like, 40-year-old dude. Um, and he went there boxing, and he just, like, very quickly, like, pulled a hamstring or something, and he was hopping around on one leg, and he's just, damn, it's just, ding! <laughs> yeah, and it was, I was pretty young at the time, but I certainly recognize that now that I'm older. Yeah. You can, you know, want to do this, or think you can do this, or whatever. But I remember when I did this. Yeah, I remember when I did this before. Yeah. But your body has just moved on from that sort of thing, and is no longer willing to participate. <laughs> and no matter how hard you try mentally to overcome that, you can't if, like, you pull a hamstring. No. You don't have a new car anymore. You got an old car. (laughs) Stuff breaks. (laughs) You rarely see people off-roading in Model Ts. You know why that is? It's just not a good idea. That reminds me. I got to get on the elliptical for... (laughs) You got some guy with a Model T on the Rubicon. (laughs) Come on! What's the matter with this thing? (laughs) Getting out, hand-cranking the motor. I got to get on the elliptical to get a little better shape because my son wants to go snowboarding again this year. And oh, I remember please. when I went last year, the thing that winded me the most 
was bending over and lacing up my boots. <laughs> I just I got when That's I, a bad sign. when I finally got like got strapped in and everything like that after being bent over in all those clothes. I just laid back in the snow and I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All I'd done was strap myself in. That is not good. No, it's not. No. no. Sweat building up. Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just pouring down your face. <laughs> and I don't want to do that again this year. No, indeed. I want to be able to snowboard with the boy. Sure. <laughs> you get to it. Start, start training now. Start stretching now. Stretching is what I need to do. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you hear That's that right. snapping sound. That wasn't your equipment. <laughs> that was your body. <laughs> Hamstring just snap and roll right up into your butt. Oh, jeez. Come on now. Um... Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We'll try to finish strong. I assume the stock market's going to close high today since we get that miraculous new drug announcement again. Moving up. Mm. And they're saying there might be like four companies? Moderna out with a statement. We did. I typed 95. I meant to type 9.5. 9.5% effective. <laughs> Going down. That's the Russian vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where is Vlad Putin and his vaccine? That's right. You know, it's about a month ago. Not so good. Mm, yeah. It's spreading like crazy over there in uh, in Russia. Because of Trump's mismanagement <laughs> of the COVID virus. Exactly. Just the way it is in Italy See, and France and Great Britain. Exactly. Trump's mismanagement. It's the only possible explanation. Armstrong and Getty. Next week for Thanksgiving, I don't have any idea. I know all across the country they're discouraging it, but we'll see if people do it or not. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, but uh, Kelly Unicornia's half-wit governor, uh, the new policy is uh, if you arrive in California from other states or countries, including returning California residents, you should practice self-quarantine for 14 days after arrival. Uh but that's just for non-essential travel. If it's essential travel for work or study or critical infrastructure support or economic services and supply chains, then don't bother. So does that somebody explain that to me? Yeah, no kidding. Idiotic. Uh, so does that mean when you come back from your little trip, you're supposed to quarantine for? Two yes, weeks? yes, indeed. Really? Yes, and I may. It's an excuse to stay home and do the show in sweats. <laughs> and I am, after all, a man who craves leisure. Uh, oh, uh, just a quick follow-up. We ran out of time in a previous segment. We were talking about the new rules in San Diego schools, San Diego Unified, that uh, you got to use the restorative discipline. You can't suspend kids, even for open defiance. Well, the teachers predictive, predictably said, wait a minute, this stuff doesn't work, and we don't want it, and our, our classrooms are going to fall apart. And so they've eased some of the stuff, and, and state law, actually, in California says you can suspend students for bullying or attempting to physically injure other people or whatever, and they can still do that. Um, but it's so sweet. They say, yeah, it's it's had a mixed record in other places. But you know who's always forgotten in these discussions? The forgotten man. The forgotten man is the student, is the attentive student, the good student, the curious oh, yeah. student, oh, yeah. the kid oh, who's yeah. there to learn. Oh, I know. Nobody speaks up for them. 
You got a, a kid who, who can't function in class. Maybe it's he got just a crappy hand in life and his, he has no parents or or they're junkies or, or whatever. And, and I feel for that kid, and I'm 100% okay with finding ways to help kids like that because kids are innocent. On the other hand, why not a single word about the kids who are there to learn and the fact that they'll be prevented from learning or at least handicapped? Yep. In learning. I am uh, well aware of that situation, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you've witnessed it yourself. Um, and so. that is the forgotten kid. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, nobody wants to talk about the root causes of problems, which is a great way to ensure that they continue on. But, yeah, what are you going to do? So, yeah, explain to me how if I go... Just to look at the scenery and come back, i got to stay home for two weeks. But if I go look at the scenery and have a meeting, I don't. I don't know. I know. I know. It's just silly. If the goal is actually stopping the spread, then it shouldn't make any difference why you went somewhere. Or what I did, at least some of the time. The idea is that you may have been exposed and we don't want to bring it back into the state. Right, right. In fact, attending if you actually attended a meeting with people, you may have been more exposed than the person that went on a vacation but didn't get around any people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Judy and I were going, well, it's a vacation. and uh, But, no, we're going to maintain the uh, the rules of safety and the rest of it. We never have to be in a room with a bunch of people talking about business or what have you. Anyway, uh, give generously if you can to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com, whether it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, are you super crazy rich? Uh, you know, give four or five figures. It's happened before quite a few times, actually. This country has been great to you. Be great to these uh, these wounded uh, warriors. They're fabulous people, too. Will you be flying back on the alleged busiest travel day of the year, the day the Sunday after Thanksgiving? Mm, no. Uh, I was hoping you were just to be an eyewitness oh. report on various airports. I don't think it's going to be that busy. It'll be less busy. Uh, but judging by flights, because we've been booking little these flights to come home for Christmas, um, it's pretty busy. Hmm. I don't like that song. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Me. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought? All right. Instead of buying your spoiled teenage son a PlayStation 5 this Christmas, get him a fishing pole and a map of the local lakes. Then take the savings and donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. There you go. I like it. Positive, Sean. A final thought? Yeah, just remember that you can donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station in the name of someone else. If you have a veteran family member Uh, or someone who is not able to do so and you want them to be remembered as such, you all may also do that as you donate at armstrongandgetty.com. An excellent idea indeed. Jack, uh, you're the co-host. Host, final thought for the folks? Yeah, we were talking earlier about how, uh, you know, it's been a rough year for a lot of people financially if you lost your job or took a pay cut or whatever, but it's been a great year for a number of people, too. I mean, the stock market is all-time highs every single day, and a number of sectors like construction and whatever else are just booming. So if you've had a good year, how about you pass a little along to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Yep, my final thought is give as much as you can. You know, a good rule of thumb is... If you're a little uncomfortable as you're hitting send, that's a good number. Give till it hurts, they used to say. Mm. If you hit send and you're I'm not even going to notice this. you got to give more! Right? 
We want pain. Hey, and if you're hurting already, listen, you know, give five bucks, give ten bucks, give what you can give. But again, if you're a whale, I want to see your blubber. Right? Yeah. I want to see your flukes. <laughs> Show me your flukes. Excellent baby. whale reference. Yes. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Baleen into it. Hey oh! Wow. Yes. Yes, good. Arm- Armstrongandgetty.com. Michael was impressed by that one. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to the website. Oh, we've got some great Armstrong and Getty swag, too. The masks, the boxer shorts, the jogging bra flying off the shelves. Yes. Leviathans go to armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. All I'd done was strap myself in. That is not good. No, it's not. No. Armstrong and Getty.